Good afternoon, Purple family. Welcome to Shades of Purple, a Prince podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing a top five of my favorite Purple Rain tracks in celebration of the 39th anniversary of Purple Rain, which is going on today, June 25th. So yesterday, for those of you who don't know, I uh, celebrated the year anniversary of the podcast. So as of yesterday, the podcast is one years old. So thank you so much for all of you who have listened to every single episode or even for those who are just now listening to episodes. I appreciate your support and the YouTube transition is still underway. I'm getting ready. Uh, me and my husband are getting ready to buy a, a laptop to try to facilitate that because he's also going to be doing a YouTube channel as well for his podcast. He does a podcast called uh, Car Music the Future. So if you like all things music and all things like culture and uh, current topics, news, you know, discussion like that, check out his uh, podcast as well as also on Spotify. Um, also today on the 25th, it's kind of an odd day in music history uh, because not only did Prince put out Purple Rain back in 1984, but we did lose Michael Jackson on this day as well in 2009. And George Michael, who also passed away in 2016, today was the day he was born. I can't remember what year he was born. But so it's just one of those um, type of days that's kind of a, a kind of an odyssey, you know, in uh, the pop music world. So rest in peace, Michael Jackson. Rest in peace, George Michael. And of course, rest in peace, Prince. So let's get right into this uh, quick top five. So on number five, uh, I have Let's Go Crazy. So Let's Go Crazy is probably one of the first tracks I heard on Purple Rain when I went back and actually listened to the album itself. And Let's Go Crazy, of course, wonderful opening for not, not only the song, not only the uh, the uh, album, but also for the movie as well, because it has this just wonderful, like theatrical opening, you know, with the uh, with the chords, with the organ chords and dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. You know, he has that old, like uh, that whole um, speech. Really, it's like a sermon. It's like a mini sermon about, you know, life and how life gets you down. But you know what? You can't let the the elevator, which was Satan, get you down. You know, you have to be willing to roll with the punches, you know, uh, and a lot of people well, I don't know. I can't say a lot of people, but some people may not know when he's talking about, you know, called his old lady up for a friendly word, picked up the phone and all I heard was, <sighs> that's all I heard. So that means that his old lady was cheating on him. And I think it was funny that they even, you know, they put that little part in scene two. And I'm like, I know the people who, you know, are over scene two they know, or maybe they don't know that Prince was talking about, you know, hearing his woman get it on with somebody else. Uh, but I just thought that it was funny that they still put that part in the movie. Because, you know, scene two, if y'all haven't seen it, uh, starts off with Let's Go Crazy. And I love that tribute. It was a wonderful tribute to Prince. Uh, because Prince, I think he wanted to see the first scene. Because the first scene came out in 2016. I know I'm getting off topic. But uh, I don't know if he ever got around to seeing it, but I really think that he would have loved both movies. So Let's Go Crazy is my number five pick because it's just a great starter song and I love his guitar solo. As always, it's perfect. And I just really, really love the song. It's one of those songs that 
it's a fast moving song so it's a dance song it'll make you want to get up and go crazy like the song says and i just really think every song in this album was just i mean taylor made for a movie now looking at it you know so many 39 years later we can obviously see that prince was a complete genius in the way he went about setting up these songs for this movie it just it all went together so very well uh so that's number uh five number four was hard because so i had to make the one that i kind of wanted an honorable mention but really i'm gonna say that they're both number four because I really love both of these songs, When Doves Cry and I Will Die For You. So you know what? I'm not gonna make either one an honorable mention. I'm just gonna say they're both number four. So, you know, be what it may. I mean, that's just what it is for me. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> my podcast, my rules. So When Doves Cry is, of course, the biggest uh, hit off of um, the Purple Rain's um, uh, album. And it went to number one, his first number one that he had. And it was such a unique song in the way that he decided to take the bass out of it. And when you think of the song now, when I think of the song now, I, you know, that opening guitar riff is what gets me every time. And even now when I listen to the song, I always like go back to the beginning. Like sometimes I'll just rewind it back to the beginning over and over and over again, because I'm one of those people. Like if I really like a certain part of a song, I'll listen to it over and over. Like if like a like an idiot a freak because i really just dig this particular part of the song so i love when doves cry the opening guitar riff gets me and just the whole song itself and then of course the iconic music video with him coming out of the bathtub i mean looking sexy and it's just great and now when i go and look at the uh, video now i always pay attention to that one dove that gets really close to Prince by the tub and he just kind of sits there because in my mind, you know how birds, you know, animals are always looking, humans provide food, you know? So he's like, okay, I'm gonna wait for this nigga to get up out the tub so I can maybe get a snack, a little seed, a little something. So he's waiting there by the tub, not too far, not like, he's not right up on the tub, but you know what I'm saying? He's a little ways back from the tub, kind of waiting on Prince. And then when Prince gets up out of the tub and he starts crawling across the floor, I don't know if that's the same dove, but the dove kind of just went over his head like, okay, you full of shit. You ain't had no food, no nothing. <laughs> and Prince, you know, also directed that video as well. So supposedly they had somebody else that was going to direct it and Prince just, I guess maybe didn't like his ideas for the uh, video. And so he gave him a stack of magazines and told him to sit outside and Prince directed the video. <laughs> so a little trivia there for you guys on that. I Will Die For You, the other number four, you can call it 4.5, uh, was also another favorite of mine because it was also another religious song, kind of like Let's Go Crazy, and that he's not talking about himself. He's actually talking about Jesus. And a lot of people don't realize that because he's saying, I'm not a woman, I'm not a man, I am something that you never comprehend. He's talking about Jesus. He's not really talking about himself. And um, and it took me a while to figure that out as well because I really thought that he was just talking about himself. You know, but then when he started talking about savior and, and, I, and at first, you know, he kind of lost me with that. Like, Prince, you're not my savior. I love you, but my savior is Jesus Christ. But the more I started listening to it, I'm like, oh, he is talking about Jesus Christ. And I love the little train dance that he does both in the video and on the tour. He did that a couple of times. I thought that was... Uh, kind of weird, but I thought it was different. You know, it's like, oh, look, you know, doing a little, you know, the little with his uh, heels 
and it's like he's moving around the shade uh did i say shade stage you know in like a train and he didn't really do that he did the best in the movie obviously but he did do it a few times on tour as well and I thought it was just spectacular. So that is number four and number 4.5. So moving on, number three is Baby I'm a Star. So Baby I'm a Star is the oldest track on Purple Rain. He originally wrote it back in 1982. And Des Dickerson in his book talks about how he actually remembered uh, Prince working on Baby I'm a Star while he was still in the band. And so Baby I'm a Star to me, symbolizes that Prince knew that at some point he was gonna break through. And so he wrote this song in anticipation of that moment. And that moment was Purple Rain. And this song, it was a really great uh, closer for uh, for the uh, movie. And it was uh, the song right before Purple Rain. So I really think that it would have made just as good of a closer as Purple Rain. Because it's just like, hey, I'm arrived, I'm here, I'm Prince. You know, th this is me. I'm here now. Y'all y'all gonna know everybody. After Purple Rain came out, everybody knew who Prince was. And so for Prince, it was, a you know, this song was perfect for this time period. And once again, he's sewing off his genius in that he writes the songs that fit the aesthetic that he's, you know, in at the moment. And at the moment, he was all about being a star. And Baby, I'm a Star is was the perfect song great great workout song as well i also have a top 10 list of prince uh best uh workout songs and i put up uh, a couple of posts about it when i was in the gym on saturday so be on the lookout for that uh countdown as well so moving on number two is purple rain now i've talked about uh purple rain uh, the song numerous times on the podcast so i'm not gonna uh bore you about it uh about how i feel about the significance of the song because it's obvious it's obvious to even non-prince fans that this song was prince's signature song uh hate it or love it i love this song and for the longest uh you know it was one it's a tearjerker song for me even when prince was alive i would cry my eyes out just hearing the song and of course after we lost him it was one of the songs that i just could not listen to the guitar solo as soon as he would start the guitar solo would get me every time and then the end when he's i mean i just like oh my god i'm just a puddle a puddle it's such a it's such a beautiful song and it really bothers me when i hear purple family talking about oh they hate purple rain and they think no this song like i said hate it or love it is his signature song that is the one song that prince will always be known for for all the time and it's a great song. Now I would be bad. I would be mad if it wasn't a great song because let's be honest. And I also have another uh, top 10. I'm turning into the mojo of Prince now. Uh, for those, you know, the, uh, the reference mojo.com does all these top 10 countdowns. It's a channel on uh, YouTube. So I kind of feel like my, my podcast is almost becoming that because I keep coming up with all of these different top 10, top five, top 20, but Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying? I done forgot already. Um, yeah, it kind of pisses me off when some uh, Purple Family just gets so upset about, you know, you know, non-Purple Family people or even other Purple Family uh, members that really love Purple Rain. And, you know, some will be like, oh yeah, that's my favorite Prince song. There's nothing wrong with that. There, you know, I know some people get, you know, Purple Family get offended and be like, oh, he was more than Purple Rain. He was more than, you know, what he put out in the 80s. And that's true. 
but you like what you like. I, and I always try to encourage people that are new to Prince that, oh, you know, just they love Purple Rain and that's all they know. Okay, that's great. But you might want to look at Son of the Times. You want might want to look at Diamonds and Pearls, Musicology, you know, some of his later things. And you might really like those just as much as you like Purple Rain. But let's just be real. Purple Rain was at the very height of Prince mania, Prince popularity. And so be that as it may, Purple Rain is just going to be that song. And it's a wonderful song. So it's not a song that, you know, we should just hate, you know, collectively, even if Prince himself got tired of the song, because I know he did, but he knew its power. He understood that that was the perfect closing song. So almost all of his tours, he would play Purple Rain toward the end, if not the end of the concerts, because he knew that that was a closer. That was, you know, what people really came, some of them came to listen to. And, you know, and I think he made his peace with that at some point. So number two is Purple Rain. Now, number one, y'all already know, The Beautiful Ones. Oh my God, when I first heard this song, I was like, this is the song right here. And I'm one of those Purple family. There's a lot of people that are in the Prince community that like, oh, I like all his songs or I can't pick just one song. I can't. The Beautiful Ones is my all time favorite Prince song and it will always be. Now this song, of course, was written about vanity. Now a lot of people, there's kind of like a um, discussion in the Prince community. Some think it was written about Susanna, other people, no, it was not written about Susanna. Prince said without saying in an interview that he did with Ebony Magazine in 2015 that it was about vanity. And the fact that he missed her when she decided to leave right before the filming of Purple Rain started because she was initially supposed to be in the film but they broke up uh, their personal relationship and also um, Prince felt that she wanted too much money. She wanted like a million dollars to do the movie and they didn't have the budget for that. And so, uh, so she walked away from the project. And I think that is what inspired him to write The Beautiful Ones because initially Electric Intercourse was gonna be kind of the slower ballad song that was gonna be on Purple Rain and in the movie. But I, as much as I like Electric Intercourse, I really feel like The Beautiful Ones really fits the scene better for the movie, especially with, you know, that, uh, back and forth with Apollonia in, in, uh, first Avenue with, you know, when she was sitting down with Morris Day's character and Prince was singing, you know, beautiful ones. Do you want him or do you want me? Cause I want you. And I mean, it has brought Apollonia to tears because she was like, like, wow, he, he's really, you know, he really wants me. And so I wonder how Vanity felt about the song. I don't know if she ever publicly commented about how she felt about the song or any of the songs that Prince did that were probably geared, you know, toward her. But I do know that um, they were at one point very much in love with each other. And for whatever reason, they just couldn't realize it to get past themselves and be together. Cause Prince, you know, wanted to be the control freak and Vanity wasn't one to be controlled. And so they just had all these different dichotomies that was getting in the way of their relationship, both personally and professionally. But I will also be talking about Vanity at some point. Uh, I hadn't started reading her book yet, but I'm going to get to it because she's going to be another episode in my Purple Kingdom series. So be out on the lookout for that. So uh, that is it. Uh, the Beautiful Ones is my top pick for uh, my uh, top five Purple Rain tracks. So happy anniversary to Purple Rain. And y'all guys, uh, stay tuned. I've got another episode coming out. Uh, hopefully later on this uh, evening, I'm going to be reviewing uh, 
the diamonds and pearls album so i'm going to go ahead and put this out as a little mini episode so thank you guys for listening and i will see you guys or hear you guys later on this evening peace and be wild and may you live to see the dawn bye <laughs>